0: So I'm going to get right to the message. Have a wonderful day. So I want to invite my friend. Y'all go ahead and stand to your feet. Honor this man of God tonight with a hand clap. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hey Amen. Somebody give him some praise in here tonight. Yeah. Hallelujah. How many expects God to do something under this roof tonight? And I'll tell you tonight that God has a desire to do some amazing things in this place tonight. But how many knows tonight it's not up to God, it's up to you and I. My question to you tonight is how far are you willing to go? Amen. What are you willing to give up tonight to allow God to move in your life, uh, to minister to the need that you have uh, in this place? Can you say amen? Some of us have come in broken. Some of us have come in wounded, some discouraged and down and out. But I can tell you tonight that your heavenly father loves you too much uh, to leave you in that place, to leave you in that condition. And if you're willing tonight to allow him, uh, I promise you he'll change uh, your situation tonight. Amen. Go ahead and do me a favor in this house real quick. I'm having a fighting time here. Amen. I figured that pastor would have moved that for me. Praise the Lord. But what I want us to do real quick, I just want us to lift our hands up toward heaven. And I just for a moment want you to get your minds on God tonight. Think about what you need in this house. Hallelujah. Think about what it's going to take to get it. And I will tell you tonight that some of you are really close to just letting go. And I want to say that the reason you haven't received a man what you've had need of is simply because where God has been telling you to let go and to allow him to move on your behalf, uh, you're afraid to because you're afraid. And the reason you're afraid tonight is because you're afraid of what God might ask you to do. Amen. He he sent a man down to a muddy pond to dip seven times so they might be cured of leprosy. Sometimes God will calls you to do some crazy things. Uh, amen. To step out in an act of faith. Because understand tonight, faith is the only thing that moves the hand of God. So listen to me. I had a friend of mine, and I'll get into the word in just a second. I want you to keep your mind on God for a second amen he was in church and this is oklahoma style i mean we're crazy in oklahoma just a little bit you can tell your pastor came from there (laughs) But anyway, he was in service and he needed something from God. And God said, I need you to slip out on your hands and knees. He said, I want you to crawl down the aisle, crawl around the the, the altar and crawl back to your seat. And he was sitting there and he argued with God. He said, God, that is plum crazy. How's that going to change anything? But how many of us say what God was really needing from this man? Of God was an act of obedience, willing to humble himself and, and allow himself to fall into the will of the father. And I will promise you. You by the time he made the crawl. Yes, he got up from there and an amazing thing began to happen. Come on. Church, we're looking sometimes for evangelists to bring a revival, but the revival doesn't start with evangelists. It starts with you tonight. It starts with your willingness tonight to say, God, I don't care what my neighbor standing next to me thinks. I'm going to shout. I'm going to move. I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to be who you call me to be. I don't care what anybody else thinks. I think sometimes we spend more time worrying about a reputation and what bodies thinks other than what God thinks. Uh, and can I tell you what it thinks of you tonight? <laughs> Approved. <laughs> Approved. How many of us tonight you got God's approval? Yeah. So why don't you just step into what God's called you for? Why don't you just reach out and take uh, what you have need of tonight? <laughs> I heard my brother say the other night that we have not because we asked not. Sometimes we ask and we just don't believe God's going to do it. Amen. But I can tell you tonight, if you'll ask him in faith and believe God, he's going to do it. And this is what I want you to do. I want you to look at your neighbor tonight and say, neighbor, you better let go. Because if you don't, I'm going to. And you're going to look funny standing there. Because I'm walking out of here with what I came for tonight. Hallelujah. How many believes that tonight? I believe believe something great and mighty is about to happen. Uh, I I, I think God's doing something in this hour. Uh Uh-huh. He's raising up the church, Brother Darrell. Amen. He's raising up the church. Not a church, but the church. Come on. We were talking last night about different things, but I I got Baptists coming to my church. You say, Pastor, but that's Pentecostal church. That's what he said. He said, said, I'm not really concerned about the tongues thing. He said, I just want to be where God told me to be. Uh, I I want to be where I feel the presence of the Lord. Uh, Listen to me, church. People getting hungry for a move of God, uh, and it's time you and I get hungry for the same thing. Uh, Come on. It can't be about us tonight. It has to be about him. Amen. How many knows he'll make a way? Mm -hmm, Because he's a way maker tonight. Amen. Y'all ready tonight? I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be here for the Swaymaker Revival because I believe God's about to do something completely amazing. It began last night, but I believe it's going to carry through through the rest of this week. Amen. Hallelujah. How many would agree with me tonight to let go and let God have his way? I believe tonight, I believe tonight God gave us two powerful things. Amen. When he saved us, first of all, he gave us his grace. How many glad tonight that you're not saved by your performance, uh, but you're saved because God gave you a gift. Religion would tell you that your salvation is is based upon your performance, but I come to tell you tonight that that's a lie. If it's a gift, and it ain't require me to do anything. But God also gave you something else tonight, a beautiful free will. A beautiful free will. How many would say, I just want to receive something tonight? Then allow your free will tonight to submit to the will of God for your life. I believe God is in this place. Let me ask you something. Lift your hands up real quick. Can you feel that amazing presence? Can you feel the shifting in the atmosphere? Do you feel it at your fingertips? Pull it down into your heart tonight and watch what begins to happen. Because I promise you tonight, when it gets in your heart, you ain't going to worry about nothing. It's just going to be you and Jesus tonight. Amen. Uh, hallelujah. And I promise you, when it gets down to just you and Jesus, that's when the Holy Spirit of God begins to minister something into your life. This is my, listen to me. When I first get up here, this is my hardest part. Whew. If I told you when I got up here, I wasn't scared as a cat on a hot tin roof, I'd be lying to you. I get nervous, brother. I don't like a spotlight. But I don't shy away from it. Amen. Amen. God give me an opportunity to minister the word. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So how many would, would, would move into a, a place of agreement with me tonight? Come on. How many would do that? How many knows there's something powerful when you and I come together? Yeah. Amen. So this is what I, say. I want us to say together tonight. I want you to repeat with me. I, I believe that when we speak something, things happen. And we're going to talk a little bit about that here in just a few minutes, okay? Hallelujah. So repeat after me. When I leave here, I'm going home changed. And starting right now, everything will be different. I'm going to allow God to change and transform the way I think. To change how I feel. And how I, how I see things. And it changed the way I speak, the way I speak. About, the about the things that are happening in my life. Speak this and mean it right now. The struggle, the struggle in my life, in my life it, ends it ends now. And I'm stepping into the will of God, will of God. for my life in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I will tell you tonight that there is power in unity and in spoken word tonight. Amen. I believe that. Hallelujah. When God speaks, when God's people speak tonight, we speak through the power of Ruach Elohim. And how many knows what Ruach Elohim is, real quick? Ruach is God's breath. In Elohim is the creation power of the Holy Ghost that dwells in each one of us here tonight. Come on, Hallelujah! In the Old Testament, we've seen Ruach Elohim, but it was only occasionally. Uh-huh. You say, preacher, what are you talking about? Occasionally, he would speak through the power. or He would come down, amen, upon the people. He would comfort, amen. He would quicken. He would feel. But how many knows tonight you and I don't have to wait to, on, on the power of the Holy Ghost to, to come down tonight? Why? Because Ruach Elohim lives inside of me. And when I begin to proclaim and I begin to speak the word of God out of my mouth, things begin to happen happen hallelujah therefore tonight when we speak we speak with the power that moves things both in the spiritual and in the natural realm tonight understand something church of God your voice is powerful can I tell you that your adversary, the enemy, understands how powerful your voice is? Uh, he knows what inspires that power, and he is afraid of it. Can I tell you tonight, he's afraid of you? Some of us don't act like he is sometimes. Come on. But I believe right now, things that you cannot even see are being shifted in a spiritual realm. Come on. And they are lining up and releasing things, uh, amen, in your life tonight. Come on. Hallelujah. I believe the life-changing power of God is being released into this place tonight. I believe that what you have been seeking God for, what you have been believing God for, is beginning to manifest right now. How many believes that tonight? Uh, Hallelujah. I believe tonight if you and I just come together in agreement, I'm telling you things will begin to happen. I I believe, uh, amen, that there will be a shaking and a shifting, amen, in in the realm of of the spirit that you cannot see. Uh, But when we come together, there's a force that's in a reckoning. Come on. Hallelujah. When we come together, we come together in one mind. And in harmony. I love that word harmony tonight. We heard some harmony in the house tonight, right before. Amen. We we began to preach tonight. Man, that was some that was some powerful harmony, wasn't it? Praise God. I thank God for the instrument players that we have that are very skillful. Amen. Hallelujah. But sometimes, amen, when when there's a harmony and like one of the persons that are playing in the in the in the group hits the wrong note to And can I tell you tonight, that happens a lot at my church, especially when I'm playing. Because what happens is when I hit the wrong note, I throw everything out of kilter. Come on. When we as a body of believers are hitting the wrong note, it disrupts the unity and the harmony in the body. And the enemy uses it to keep us distracted and to hinder the agreement in the body. Why? Because he knows that together. Uh Uh-huh things will happen I believe there's unity in this house tonight come on man it's a warm one in here tonight though Woo! hang on just a second I I'll get started this is just a warm-up I need you to understand tonight who you are and I think sometimes as the children of God we struggle with who I am come on can I tell you tonight, your adversary know exactly who you are. And can I, and, you, and he's afraid of the fact of who you are. Come on. A lot of times what happens is this. As children of God, we don't understand who we are in him. But most of all, we can't, guess, we can't catch the concept of who he is in us. Come on. Hallelujah. In Joshua chapter 23, verse 10. This is NLT version. Plug your ears, bro. Each one of you. Come on. We'll put 10,000 to flight where two or more persons are come together in prayer in my name. He said, there I am in the midst of them. Uh, it is God's will tonight. Come on. For your victory. It is God's will tonight for your healing. Oh, come on. It's God's will tonight for somebody in this house to have peace of mind. And I believe that's what's going to happen in here tonight. Boy, I'm jumping all over my notes, but that's okay. Come on. But how many of us are there some of us here tonight who are fighting a secret battle? Yes, yes, yes. I felt like last night as we were in the service, and, and, and God speaks to me some crazy ways sometimes. And sometimes when the Lord's speaking to me, it doesn't matter if I'm in a room full of people He has a way of catching me off or pulling me to the side and and getting me all alone. You say, Pastor, how in the world can God get you all alone when you're in a room full of people? I think it's in the spirit. And as I, was, as I was listening, Brother Roger, he got up, he began to minister. And I thought, boy, he's going there, too. I mean, he's, he's hammering. He's hitting it right on the head, you know. I'm like, whoa, my Lord, you, you're speaking to me. And I, and, and I know it's you because that man of God's confirming exactly what you just told me. And this is what the Lord showed me. He showed me somebody on the bottom. And it was like hounds circling this person. You say pastor what kind of hounds are you talking about? I felt like the Lord was saying, them hell hounds. That this person had reached an all-time low. That they they had, they had reached a place that because of the things that have happened in their life uh, that they, they were just on the bottom and they they had no hope of getting back up. But I heard the Lord tell me that they're going to rise up. They're coming up out of that mess. And they're going to come up out of it because the Lord said, I'm reaching to them right now. He said, when I raise them up, they're going to understand exactly who they are in me. Sometimes it's crazy to me how we allow the circumstances of this life. uh, Come on. To get us off track. I've been derailed a few times in ministry. Come on. But I'm here to tell you tonight that God is not limited by your circumstances. And I need you to get this right now. Neither are you. Neither are you tonight. Come on, somebody. I want to decree to you, people of God, that tonight it changes. I don't care how long you have been in your situation tonight. It doesn't matter, amen, where you are tonight or what you're dealing with because tonight you're breaking through. Uh, your sorrow's going to be changed to rejoicing, your worry to faith, your depression to joy. And he, can I go here for a minute? Because I need you to understand something. I'm kind of a teachy preachy. Is that all right? Teachy preachy? Because I like for somebody to enlighten me a little bit. The word decree in the Hebrew means something. You say, Pastor, what does it mean? It means to divide, to separate, and destroy. And and you say, what does that mean? Now, understand something. When I decree the word of God and I say I'm blessed, what begins to happen is the power of God begins to move in my life. It begins to separate out. It begins to divide. It begins to destroy everything that the enemy has set in motion over my life to prevent me from being blessed. I decree tonight that revival's breaking out out of this place uh, and their lives are going to be changed. How many know tonight it's time you and I begin to decrease some things in our life? Come on. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You're rising up uh, from your sense of defeat tonight. Come on, and you're beginning to proclaim victory in the ears of your adversary. Somebody needs to do that. Somebody that's been on the bottom too long needs to say, this devil, I'm coming up. I'm coming out. I'm taking a stand. I'm going to be who God says I am. Why don't you decree that in the ears of your enemy and let him understand that you've just caught a glimpse of who you are in God. Come on. You will no longer be on the bottom. But you're about to take your place on the top. You will no longer be the tail, but you're going to be the head. Listen to me. You're going to stop making wrong decisions because now you're about to start making the right ones. Come on, somebody. You're going to stop giving the enemy any place in your life. And tonight, you're going to serve him an eviction notice. Tonight, you're going to tell him it's time to get out. Come on, tonight you're telling him I'm done messing with him. Oh, come on, somebody. From this moment, you're going to begin to walk. You say, Pastor, you're prophesying and decreeing. You better believe it. You know why? Because I know when I speak it, Ruach Elohim uh, is shifting and moving some things in this atmosphere. And he's lining you up to receive exactly what I'm prophesying to you. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. From this moment. Church, from this moment. You will begin to walk in the power and authority given to you by God. You're going to stop feeling like a stepchild. Ain't it funny? Sometimes we feel like we're God's stepchildren. Maybe I'm not a stepchild. I'm an adopted son. Come on, somebody. You're going to stop feeling like a stepchild to God and understand that you have been adopted by God and have been given sonship. And it comes with all the rights and the benefits of a natural born son. You say, Pastor, how can that be? Understand something. I didn't choose the Lord. You know what he did? He saw me. He saw me. You see what do you mean he saw you? He saw me laying out in that field, dying, rejected. Uh huh. Somebody's feeling rejected here tonight. And I need to tell you, God won't reject you for nothing. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I was laying out there, and I was dying. this is what he did. He come by. He saw me. He was moved with compassion, Brother Daryl. He picked me up. He said, you know what I'm going to do? He said, I'm going to wash you and I'm going to clean you up. He said, before you weren't my people, he said, but you know what? He said, today I'm calling you my people. And he began to adorn me. he began to adorn me hallelujah he began to dress me and guess what I got dressed up as the bride of Christ come on somebody hallelujah not only did he, did he clean me and wash me but it did something else It gave me a spirit called the Holy Spirit of God which is a seal of promise tonight hallelujah now I'm adorned in his righteousness and I'm wearing his ring Come on, listen to me, Amen. You stop to not make an enemy what he is in your life. You said what? I'm gonna go here. How us that God created Lucifer, but you and I created Satan. You said what? You say, how in the world did I create Satan? How many of us you and I make him who he is today? And you say, how do I do that? Because I want you to understand he's powerless. He has no authority. He has no ability. But what we do uh, as the children of God, we lend it to him. We lend it to him. It's time we stop lending him your power and authority. Amen. And allowing him to create chaos in your life. Ooh, come on. Listen to me. It's time the church put the devil in proper perspective tonight. He cannot do that for you. He is small, powerless against you defeated and under your feet he's under your feet can I can I read you some scripture tonight I gave him a bunch of scriptures but man I've been quoting and throwing like it's going out of style I don't know if she's been able to keep up with me but in the Psalms 110 and one Psalm of David this is what he said and the Lord said unto my Lord Sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemy thy footstool. Come on, somebody. I don't know about you, but in my house I got an ottoman. I love that thing, man. You say, Pastor, why do you like the ottoman? Because I like to put my feet up on it. Can I tell you that when my feet are on the ottoman, there's never no question where the ottoman is? the enemy under my feet and he is my footstool there's never no question when he's outside of his proper position under my feet tonight think about that tonight where is he glory the Bible said that you and I have we we we're sitting at the right hand with Christ Boy, I have got notes out to Wazoo. Let me go here for a minute. Because I like to teach, preach. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6, and that one I didn't give you guys. I'm sorry. The Bible said we have been raised up together. And made us to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hmm. Now, wait a minute, preacher. Brother Larry's sitting right there. How in the world? Is he sitting in heavenly places? Can I tell you in the spirit realm, my brother is sitting in a heavenly place? You say, Pastor, where is he sitting? He's sitting at the right hand of God the Father. He's sitting in a position of power. He's sitting in a position of authority. Come on. Hallelujah. Let me go here for just a minute. Glory to God. The right hand is a position of honor and authority. When a person is placed at the right hand, amen, it shows to all this, it shows to all the people that are there or that are present that the person is equal to the one who placed them. All right. All right. All right. Hold on. All right. Did not Jesus say that a servant is not greater than his master? Right. But did he not say, is it not enough that the servant be as his master hold on the right hand represents deity the right hand is a aggressive hand hold on just a second what if I'm going to slap you silly (laughs) if I'm going to slap you silly I'm going to slap you with my right hand uh-huh you know why because uh, it's the arm of authority my God. listen to me i'm going somewhere here with this just for a minute okay because i want you to get this when, when we was when we were younger and we still had all our kids you know and uh we had them in church and let me tell you something my kids when they was in church they behaved man And you say, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, your mama give you that. Look, you You know why? Because you recognize authority. Can I tell you tonight your adversary recognize authority? Come on, somebody. But see, the problem, the church ain't aggressive with it anymore. We used to be aggressive with our authority. We used to put the enemy right where he's supposed to be. Now, listen to me tonight. Some of y'all have children. Don't listen to y'all. And it's not because you're not in a position of authority. It's just you don't have no follow through. My kids never questioned it. And it got so bad that, that my nieces like Brittany and Courtney and Stephanie and Destiny, when they'd come to church and, 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 and they would be getting out of line, their mama would look and say, you want me to go get your aunt Sandy? And you know what they did? They got back in line. Why? Because they knew uh, there was authority. And they knew. uh, She knew how to use it. They, come on somebody. Listen to me, my friend. Uh, If if you got kids out of line, it's because they've been calling your bluff. Listen to me. The, The devil knows you got authority. But you got no follow through and you can't bluff it the master of the bluffers come on somebody he knows who you are he knows you've got the authority on your life baby this is the arm of authority this is aggressive authority it's the arm of power it's the arm of of growth it's the arm of strength tonight see what needs to happen tonight is we got to get the enemy back in line and it ain't your wife and it ain't your husband but it's the adversary of your soul tonight come on hallelujah we got to get aggressive church see the bible said this the kingdom of heaven suffered violence but the violent take it by force Uh, what happened to the force in the church where'd the aggression go Uh, where'd the anointing go Uh, where'd the determination go come on somebody Somebody need to slap that devil back in line. But how many knows it's you and I that's got to do that? See, he's running havoc in your life tonight. And you're allowing him to. Because in your mind, you've allowed him to convince you that there's nothing you can do to stop that. Get that spiritual right hand. Get that baby warmed up and ring him. Ring his bell tonight. Begin to decrease some things in your life tonight. Begin to speak the word of God over your life tonight and watch Ruach Elohim begin to move and shake some things up tonight. Amen. Hallelujah! It is Isaiah chapter forty-five, verse eleven. The Bible says this: "Thus saith the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, His Maker. Ask me these, or ask me of things to come concerning my son, and concerning the work of my hands. Command ye me." Yeah. Whoa. What? God said, "Command me." Command me, Pastor. I can't command God. Yeah, you can. Now, listen to me. I can't be God's boss. But can I tell you what I can do? I can command the things that God has placed under my authority. Do you understand what I'm saying? Listen to me. I preached this message not too long ago along these lines right here. God's people have become beggars instead of commanders. We're begging God to do the things that God has commanded us to do ourselves. How you said, Pastor, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? What Jesus tells his disciples? He says, this is what I want you to do. He says, I want you to go out. He says, I want you to heal sick, cleanse a leper, cast out them demons. Amen. And uh, raise the dead. What? Who did he say? He said, go find somebody who was sick and beg God to heal them. No, he said, Command the authority that I placed under your control, command the authority to be released into that person's life that they might be healed. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why don't we start using what God's give us tonight? Why don't we step and walk into the power of the anointing that God's called us to walk in tonight? Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. We can't boss God around, but I can command the power of God. Mm-hmm. I like what Jesus said, and I'm going to go here because this came to me at 530 this morning. God had me out of bed dealing with me and talking to me, and I like it when he does that. Don't get me wrong, because sometimes I, don't, I get up at 4. 530 was acceptable. <laughs> And I was thinking about the scripture, and, and we've quoted the scripture so many times. But, but see, sometimes God opened my mind to a greater understanding. I love it when he does You know why? Because I feel like I'm learning something. huh. Jesus told his disciples, he said, now these things that I'm doing, you're going to do those things too. And what, what was Jesus doing? He was healing the sick, raising the dead, cleansing the leper, chasing them demons crazy. Come on, somebody. And and, and he told the disciples, he said, you're going to do these things too. But then he said something else. He said, but but greater things you're going to do. And I froze right there. And I said, now, wait a minute. You done told me all the things you were doing. I said, so what's this greater thing? I said, God, is is there something you've placed inside of me that I don't know nothing about? Is there some things that's about to happen out in the body of Christ that hadn't been written down? Are we about to get a surprise? Is something amazing about to break loose in the body of Christ that's going to release a revival that's going to be life-changing? And so I questioned God about, if that's the case, why wasn't it written down? It's why the Lord showed me. He said, you remember John? I said, yeah. He said, I showed John some things. And I explained some things to him. But then I told him this. You can't write it. It has to be sealed. You can't write it. You can't reveal it. And I said, God, what are you talking about? He said, I put, I placed some potential in you. You don't know nothing about. I've placed some amazing things in you that haven't been revealed. But there'll come a time when the seal break. Oh. There'll come a time when a seal will break, and when it breaks, baby, you better hold on because God's gonna do something incredible. See, I think sometimes we forget about who we are. Come on. Ooh, how many of y'all like surprises? Good ones. Yes, yes. Come on. yes. I tell people all the time you know, your salvation, amen, isn't based upon your performance because it was a gift. Yes. Come on. But the depth you go. Yes. Come on. And in the relationship you go, that's based upon your performance. Come on. So if I want to reveal the things that God has placed in my life, I got to pursue him. But see, I believe God's bringing the body back to a place where they're hungry for the things of God. And baby, what God's going to release is going to shock you. I'm kind of like this, man. I, I, I've read the word of God. I understand the gifts and, 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 and things like that. But, but what if there's something there, brother Larry, inside of you, you don't know nothing about, but God release and Man, something phenomenal begin to happen in your life. I've never had the Holy Spirit pick me up from one place and move me to the next. All right. All right. But it happens. Right. I can show you in scripture where he move them from this place. Could you imagine that, Brother Daryl? Be hearing life changers, man, preaching revival. You in China preaching the word of God. Oh God. Wherever the Holy Spirit needs you to go, Jesus had to walk there. But I believe the Holy Spirit will move you there. You understand what I'm saying tonight? Hallelujah. I'm hurrying, I promise. Woo. I ain't even been preaching a minute. Clock hadn't moved. Yeah, brother, he already looking at Brother, come on. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. So play, proclaim to the enemy tonight. I love proclamation. I think it's powerful. Because how many knows that the, what you speak out of your mouth is important? Proverbs 18 and 21 said that there's life and death in the tongue. Amen. I can either speak life or I can speak destruction. But how many knows that a, that, that a, that a small fire left unchecked can... Whew. I think some of us have started some forest fires in our life. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. So we got to be careful about, amen, uh, what we speak out of our mouth tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. So I'm going to proclaim to the enemy tonight that I'm moving from the basement in existence and I'm moving into the penthouse. Come on. I know the weapons of the enemy are powerless against me, and I believe that's because of what the word of God says. Pastor, if they're powerless, why do I feel the way I do? Because you don't know who you are yet. Uh huh. Come on. In Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17, this is what the Bible says, and I'm hurrying, I promise, man. It says, No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against me in judgment, thou shalt condemn. Now listen to me. This is the heritage. Woo! I got heritage, brother. Uh huh. Amen. Of the servant of the Lord and their righteousnesses of me, saith the Lord. Notice He said, "This is my heritage." And you know what heritage means? That there's some laws that proclaim that within those laws that there are certain things that are mine. Ooh, y'all getting quiet now? Come on, mine. How many like stuff? Ooh, come on. I'm an heir. How many's an air in here? The Bible said in Romans 18 and 17, he said, we're joint heirs with Christ. Joint heirs to what? I'm an heir to the throne, baby. I'm a king's kid tonight. Come on. Hallelujah. I've inherited God's righteousness. Therefore, it entitles me to this. Get this in your mind tonight. So how many children have gotten here tonight? How many blood-bought, born again, set free, born of the Spirit, Holy Ghost-filled, tongue-talking, devil-chasing people of God we got in the house tonight? No, I'm his favorite. I'm sorry. Hey, I understand favor, and favor's not fair. Come on. You can be his favorite, too. You can be his favorite daughter. I'll be his favorite son. There we go. Praise Jesus. Amen. So I've inherited the righteousness. Therefore, it entitles me to this. Every promise. Every defense. Every power. And blessing. Spoken in the word. Outline in the last will and testament, baby. Everything that law proclaims is mine, is mine. The devil knows it. Ain't a thing he can do about it tonight. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. See, a lot of times what we do, though, is we allow the enemy to pull one over on us. He's a, he's a good bluffer. Master bluffer. Because he can convince you of things if you let him. I find sometimes it's easy to convince people they don't know what the word says. Listen to me, if my uncle died and he left me fifteen million dollars. I'm gonna to want to see the will. Because I'm gonna to wanna to make sure every inheritance that's outlined in that will, baby, is mine, ain't nobody taking my stuff. But see, the problem is we've been allowing the enemy to hijack our stuff. But it's time as a people of God we stand up and take it back. Listen to me. So he guilt you. Can I do a little teach right here real quick? How many Holy Ghost filled people in this house? Don't you like the way the Holy Ghost does, man? He works on you. He transforms you. He changes you. He's making you. Listen to me. You might not be who you think you are right now, but when the Holy Ghost is done with you, you're going to be somebody you don't even know who that other person was. Do you understand what I'm saying? You might say to me tonight, well, Brother David, I'm not anybody. I read in the Word of God, well, he he took 12 nobodies. He took 12 people. The world passed by. He took 12 people that didn't have much of social standing. And he used them to turn the world upside down. Why? Can I ask this question tonight? Why do we base our kingdom value upon our social status? We base our kingdom worth upon our natural worth. Maybe I'll have to have a million dollars in the bank to to turn the world upside down for Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. I don't have to come from the right family. And I promise you, growing up, I came from the wrong one. Amen. And I think that's why Jesus chose me. Hey, when he called me, I tried to help him out. I tried to pick somebody for him I thought would do a better job. I passed the book. So many God's people tonight passing the book. Why? Because what he's asked them to do doesn't... Jive with their lifestyle. But listen to me. How many in this house ever make mistakes? How many ever failed? I will tell you tonight when it comes to failure, I wrote the book. But I will also tell you tonight that I'm not defined by the mistakes of my past. Come on, I'm not. But can I tell you, sometimes what the enemy tries to do is bring condemnation into your life. Come on. Come on. Let me break this out for you real quick, and I'll hurry, because I'm almost done. <gasps> look here. I shouted with you last night, but I didn't look at hey, my watch. Hey, hey. <laughs> but I need to tell somebody tonight, what you're feeling is not the Holy Spirit. Right. Right. You said, what are you talking about, Pastor? It's condemnation. And the difference between condemnation tonight and conviction is simply this. Condemnation proclaims guilt, and then there's the sentence. You say, what are you talking about? You messed up. You're not any good. You'll never go nowhere. You'll never amount to anything. Uh, You might as well throw the towel in right now. The Holy Spirit of God does not work that way. You say, Pastor... The Holy Spirit brings conviction. And you say, what does he do when he brings conviction, conviction? This is the difference. The Holy Spirit never points finger at the person. He only points it at the sin and says, that needs to change. That's the difference tonight. So if he's dealing with you about the sin in your life and says, get rid of that, it's only because he's got something better for you. Amen. amen. When I was in this world, I was of this world. I was limited and bound by the elements of this world. Mm -hmm, I love that. Praise God. But when I died to this world and I was born of the spirit tonight, I became an ambassador before Christ. And now I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. And I'm no longer bound by the elements of this world. I'm not bound by the natural, but I'm loosed by the power of the working of the Holy Spirit of God in my life tonight. Doctor, give you a diagnosis. You got cancer. Well, you know, the natural realm said, you better make preparation, you're going to die. Holy Spirit said, what? Now, huh? <laughs> nah. Now I'm not dying, baby. I'm living. You understand what I'm saying? Cancer had no power over my life. Disease don't have any power over my life. Come on. i I promise. I will tell you tonight, the enemy came to a little bit too late to try to convince me of anything any different than that. Because listen to me. His bluff doesn't work on me. You know why? I call his bluff. <laughs> You say, what? I'm calling you bluff, baby. You better get ready because I'm about to unloose some of thought. You better get ready. I'm about to hit you hard, baby. I'm about to. Mm -hmm. Somebody need to call us bluff tonight. Come on. So many of God's people don't even understand who they are in God. They have no clue. And the reason they have no clue is because their identity has been camouflaged by the tactics of the enemy. Mm-hmm. You may not know who you are yet in God, but the devil knows. And this is why it seems like all hell has been released against you. He recognizes the anointing of God in your life, and he's working against it. I need you to see who you are tonight. But in order for this to happen, you need to understand who he is. Can I go there real quickly? Come on. In Isaiah 43 and 16, this is what the Bible says. Thus saith the Lord, who makes a way. way." Thus saith the Lord, who makes a way. How many knows tonight he makes a way where it doesn't even seem like there is one? You know why? Because your flesh will tell you there's no way, but your faith will say, I see the way tonight. And how many knows who that way is tonight? It's Jesus. He said, who makes a way through the sea. In a path through the mighty waters. Now I want you to understand the mindset of the children of Israel at this time. Come on. God's having to reintroduce himself to them. Mm-hmm. In reminding them of what he had done for them in the past. Ain't it funny sometimes how we forget at times who God really is? Think about it for a moment. They had forgotten who he, who he is being blinded by their current circumstances. So many of God's people tonight, amen, are blinded, amen, and, and, and distracted by their current circumstances. Listen to me. They had become focused on the powers of the armies of Babylon, and fear grabbed their heart. God had not forgotten them, but they had forgotten their past victories. He said, I'm having to remind them. He said, I'm having to remind them who I am. Come on, I think sometimes as the children of God, we get a case of what I call spiritual amnesia. Ain't it funny sometimes how when a current situation happens in our life, we're real quick to get discouraged. We're real quick to let it affect us and get us down. But uh, it's funny because we, we, we can't grasp the concept of what God's already brought us through. Listen to me. He ain't a one-time God. He's a do-it-ever-time God. He's a show-up-ever-time God. He's a victory-ever-time God tonight. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. How many of us sometimes amnesia in the natural can be caused by a traumatic event? To the point that you can forget personal information about yourself like who you are. I think sometimes if we're not careful, we'll let the circumstances we're going through cause us to forget exactly who we are tonight. Who are you tonight? You need to tell the enemy who you are. I don't mind telling the enemy that I'm a child of the most high God. I don't mind telling him that I'm full of the power, the anointing, and the authority of the Holy Ghost. I don't mind telling him I'm a child of faith. He hates it. Somebody needs to tell him something than that. <laughs> we have glory to God. I said this, to, I said all that to say this. I think sometimes we forget exactly who God is, the creator of everything. He is all powerful, all present, all knowing. There's nothing too hard for him that he cannot do. Come on. The Word of God tells us in the book of Hebrews, chapter 6, verse 18. So about two immutable, unchangeable things. What does that mean? It means it cannot be changed. How many knows when God when God decrees something or ordains something? When a king sets a decree in order, how many knows that the decree has to be fulfilled? A decree cannot be changed. That means that when God spoke it, it has to come to pass. That means when the word of God is spoken from you. Come on. Amen. Think about it. In the beginning, uh, Genesis chapter one. I want you to think about something real quick because I'm fixing the clothes. I promise. That's number one. I'm gonna get to seven, preacher. Seven. The Bible said that the Spirit of the, the Holy Spirit of God it, it moved upon the face of the the deep. And and the Bible said in the in the earth was without it was void void and and was out form and darkness covered all the, the, the waters of the deep. Hmm. But then something happened. Ruach was released. And you say, oh, Pastor, what do you mean? God spoke with his breath. And immediately the creative power of the Holy Spirit began to cause things to come to pass. When God formed man, what did he breathe in him? Whose breath? The Ruach. The Ruach. Mm-hmm. And when you got saved, and you got saved, God did something else too. He sent His Holy Spirit to, to live inside of you, so that when you speak the Word of God, or you proclaim and decree the Word, can I tell you the enemy have to obey it? You said, "Preacher, what do you mean? I can tell the devil what to do." Mm-hmm. You, you said, "How do you know that?" Jesus said, "What I, what He did, I can do." All right. scripture me now okay y'all remember when Jesus went in amen, man to the country of the and there was a man who was possessed with the demons and he came out and the Bible said he, he had many allegiance and I will tell you the enemy recognizes authority because I can tell you some guys that thought they'd be cool to cast out some demons but they didn't have the goods so they didn't walk in authority but anyway I'll tell you that story some other time But anyway, Jesus was there, and he went into that country, and this man with with the demons came out, and immediately he froze. You said, what? They tried bounding this guy with chains and chains. He would break these things. But all at once, he got in the presence of the power and the anointing and the authority of God, and he froze. Stood still, brother. You know why? He was reverent to the power of God. Of God and immediately immediately watch it I love this and I'll close with this immediately this thing speaks up I so, hate Jesus I'll put this in Oklahoma redneck term Hey Jesus man <laughs> what are you doing here bro <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you you ain't come here to torment me for time have you see they know? They are not dumb, they know they know what's coming, man. Why? Because the Bible said they know the word, they believe the word, they tremble. Why? Because when the word the word's coming to pass, ain't nothing they do to stop that. You understand? And so, and so he's standing there and Jesus and he looks at Jesus, and says, Jesus, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't cast me to the abyss. But if it's okay with you, if you allow me, that word allow means permission, baby. If, if you allow me, uh, can we go down there to them swine? And what Jesus said, He said, Go. He needs your permission to do anything in your life. But see, what's so sad? We've been giving Him permission. Come on, we've been allowing him to to, to take liberty in our life, man. It's time as the children of God, we shut him down. Amen. Hallelujah. I said I was closing dinner. Praise God. Okay. Listen to me tonight, church. He wanted them to understand that he was none other than God. God. Who makes a way in the sea, a path in mighty waters, who in the past brought their enemy out into the middle of the ocean. And he drowned their enemies in the middle of the sea. He wanted to remind them to, if he's done it once, that he had not changed. And that what he had already done once, can I tell you tonight, he's willing to do it again. You say, Pastor, God deliver me, but I'm in bondage. But I need to tell you tonight that if God delivered you once, yes. stand at your feet. He's ready to do it again. He makes a way where there seems to be no way tonight. Hallelujah. Could we lift our hands up toward heaven for just a minute? I feel like I need to minister to that person who feels like they're trapped on the bomb. Sometimes the devil lies to you and he'll tell you, you messed up so bad. But I need to tell you something about that hand of God. It's what the Lord told the children of Israel that was in bondage to the Babylonians. He said, my arm is not too short that I can't reach you right where you're at. He said, and understand something. He said, I'm not so hard of hearing that I can't hear your cries. I need to tell you tonight, God's been hearing your cries. I need to tell you tonight, it's time to come out of that mindset you've been stuck in year after year after year. It's time to move out into some victory tonight. Uh, Hallelujah. It's time to step into the will of God tonight and understand exactly who you are. Mm -hmm. He ain't got you, but he's convinced you of it. Come on, he's a liar. He's the biggest bluffer I know tonight. So if you're down and out tonight, and I believe this is specific. I'm going to say I believe it's a female. You you said this many times. I even wrote this down for you. Because I knew that if if I just went off of what... Sometimes I just need to write it down. Amen. Hallelujah. I know I wrote you down here somewhere. Here we go. See if this resonates. Because I I wrote this down simply so I'd get it right. So I need to tell someone here tonight who you are in distress. You're going through something that you just do not understand. You feel like that your back is against the wall. You've been crying out to God about the situation that you're in. But you have not seen anything change or anything shift yet. I desperately tonight not need to tell you that your words have not fallen on deaf ears. He has heard you. And he is moving right now on your behalf. The oppressor that's been in your life tonight is being broken off. And you're about to experience freedom like you've never, ever experienced it before tonight. Mm -hmm. I told you tonight, your will had to be willing to submit. To what God wants to do in here tonight. I'm going to get some preachers right here tonight. Come on.